Hi there, Middle Family. This is Anu, and today I'll be offering prayers of the people. I'm actually really thrilled to be offering you all a prayer that's been with me through all the ups and downs of life, particularly in the last year. So however you feel comfortable in feeling more connected to the divine, to the supreme, to love, whatever you may call this sense of interconnectedness that we all have, I request you to come into that position. For me, it's generally sitting in a position that is at ease, feeling a sense of relaxation in my body, and then just noting my breath. Tvameva mata chapita tvameva Tvameva bandhu chasakha tvameva Tvameva vidya dravinam tvameva Tvameva sarvam mam deva deva You're truly my mother and you're truly my father. You're truly my relative and you're truly my dearest friend. You are truly my knowledge and you are truly my wealth. You are truly my all. O oh, divine being, supreme God, interconnectedness that we all feel. So this was a short prayers of the people coming from the lands of South Asia and India. Thank you all. So continuing in the spirit of prayer, I invite us now to pray together. The prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray oh so long ago. You can find the words for this prayer in the bulletin or you can also use whatever words resonate most closely and daily to your heart and to your spirit. So let's say it together. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. community needs your help now more than ever as we are facing an uptick in hate crimes against Asians. Please help us. Please support us. We stand for the Asian community because racism against one is racism against all. Hate doesn't have any 
color. It doesn't have anything but hate. And we come against hate against any person, especially right now in this time for Asian Americans. An attack on our Asian American Pacific Islander siblings is an attack on all of us because every one of us is made in God's divine and holy and perfect image. We need to be active in our peace and loud in our peace. We share the peace of God right now by standing with our Asian American Pacific Islander siblings. May the peace of God be with you.
acapella music. Thank you. One day, y'all, uh, we're gonna have an acapella group at middle. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, they say to speak it into fruition, so I'm just gonna say the thing. Um, our scripture today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, and also 9 through 17. So if you want to follow along, John 21, 1 through 4, 9 through 17, reads as such. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and they got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Now we're gonna fast forward. There's like a whole catching fish thing that happens. <laughs> when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals um, there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. Now was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, again Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. The written word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Middle Church, let me begin by saying it's so good to be with you all this Sunday. And especially this Sunday, the beginning of AAPI Heritage Month. Let me say from the get-go to our Asian, Asian-American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander siblings, we, we cherish you. We see you. We stand in solidarity with you. Uh, we adore you. We wouldn't be the same without you. <clears throat> Today, uh, I come to you from Paris, France. We've just ended our presidential elections here. The Bernie Sanders of the bunch, if you will, finished third. And this past Sunday, we endured a repeat of Emmanuel Macron versus Marie Le Pen. It's literally the same thing happening again, one of my colleagues said. And that's how it feels a lot of these days. Um, didn't we just do this? 
I've been uh, thinking a lot about the sea lately too, the water. Uh, recently, and specifically, uh, a girl I somewhat met uh, in the south of France who blasted a jam and danced so freely on a rock in the Mediterranean, she literally got bothered that I didn't join her. <laughs> so of course I did. That and life's repetitions, cycles that seem to come back like the tide. You know, at the heart of it, our gospel story is, it's just a fishing story. And you might have one too. Standing on a dock, looking over into the water, maybe being in a boat, at the edge of a pond or a lake or the sea, if you take a moment, I mean, literally right now, and, and think about your fishing story, you know, what image comes to mind? You know, what are you feeling and who are you with? What do you hear? What, what do you smell? What do you remember? The one thing I really appreciate about this fishing story in John is how particular it is for them. The quiet hope the charcoal fish, the miracle of catching fish, of course, but also the memories, the memories associated uh, with them and Jesus when they first left their jobs in the lives they knew to follow this rabbi, the, the reoccurring memory of Jesus looking like a ghost walking on water, Peter almost drowning and then literally going under the water, their dead friend calling them from the shore. It, it, it's intimately theirs. And yet, you know, it, it, it's ours too. Like a myth. And by myth, I don't mean something that isn't real. I mean myth as in myth, as in a story about ourselves that reoccurs again and again, like it's on repeat. As we think with and celebrate AAPI Heritage Month, and we think about and we lament and we anger the continued rise in anti-Asian global violence, uh, this fishing story returns to us today as more than a mere image. I think this fishing story uh, is in our brains. It, it, it feels real to us in our bodies as if it happens again and again and again. And, and there is a lot we can say about post-resurrected Jesus, different ways to read his body, even this fishing story. But, but today, I think, it, I think it's important for us to read Jesus here as someone who has been targeted, someone who has died, someone who has come back to us in the morning via the breaking news, someone who wants our attention over breakfast, Jesus showing up as a walking hate crime victim come back to life. On the one hand, it, it, it can feel haunting, but on the other hand, there also can be a promise in the one who knows our wounds, okay? But also, that's a hard image, and that's an understatement. That is just a disturbing image to keep looking at. Something that keeps returning and gives us chills. 
In fact, according to John, it's the third time he shows up. And this time, he's calling them from the shore and for their attention. Here, these people of the boat have returned to their roots and what they know best. Here, these disciples of the boat are still absorbing the shock of all that just happened. Here, I think they might feel their most vulnerable. It could have happened to me. It, it still could happen to me, to us, to, to someone I love, to someone I know. Some maybe even like Peter, you know, thinking to themselves, I froze. I didn't watch. I, I couldn't. I ran away. Disappointment and shame and guilt and fear and worry, all of these things fusing together inside their body, rippling off the water. And, and maybe they go out to fish because they, they want a small win, you know, a small victory, you know, to catch some fish, to be good at something again, to be alone and away from harm, somewhere the marks of Jesus can't mark them. And maybe they're looking back to the water also in, in order to remember who they are and from where they come. Asking themselves, you know, how many generations does it take for us to be safe and free? Looking into an empty net, wondering if love and freedom are too elusive to catch, to give, to feed. Over Christmas, I, I left Paris to visit the walled city at the historic French port of Saint-Malo, Saint-Malo, here in the north of France. I, uh, I, I often was above and uh, standing on the city walls, and uh, I watched uh, the tide return every night and leave every morning. I, I studied the sand. The, the footprints, the stories of those going in and out of the water. And I recalled the Manila men of St. Malo down in Louisiana. Kirby Aurelio, a Filipino-American historian, content creator, and author of Black Lives and Brown Freedom, Untold Histories of War, Solidarity, and Genocide, recounts St. Malo, that story, uh, in an article, uh, history.com. St. Malo, the first Asian-American settlement established by these Filipino fishermen, forced laborers, in fact. St. Malo, known to be a floating village, a thriving community of houses built on stilts, similar to the countless floating communities in the Philippines and Southeast Asia. And how these Manila men revolutionized the shrimping industry in the South by introducing methods such as the shrimp dance. Where they danced and stomped on piles of shrimp in a circular motion to separate the shrimp shells, right, from, from the meat. <laughs> and the settlement's namesake? After Juan San Malo a leader of a group of Maroons who took refuge in the marshlands. And maybe you know the story. I remembered the story. I, I thought about my Filipino family members. I thought about 
origin stories and solidarity. I thought about revolutionary communities. And it began to remind me also of a really lovely article in the LA Times a few years back too by Ada Sang entitled, What Does Asian Black Racial Solidarity Look Like? Specifically, the following commentary around Asian and Black solidarity saying, life is not what you alone make it. Life is the input of everyone who touched your life and every experience that entered it. We are all part of one another. And then my favorite part, Wherever there's a fight, that's where I want to be. History is dangerous. So if it's dangerous, I want to be there. I, I don't know about you, but, but I, I want to be there. And, and I think Jesus on the shore says the same thing. I'm going to show up where history is dangerous. And I'm going to ask you to show up with me. At their heart, uh, St. Malo and Lake Tiberius are stories of, uh, of legacy sharing, multi-geographic solidarity, and creative movement building. Uh, they embody Kate Bauer's poem, To love yourself is to love the world and find a place to live in it, regardless. At their heart, they're fishing stories that keep coming back to us and through us. And every time they return, they return regardless of the tide, and love stands on the shore calling out for our attention. As we celebrate and think with our Asian, Asian-American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander siblings, I, I think we can reimagine this fishing story and who Jesus is at breakfast. He's more than his appearance. He's more than a hate crime. He's more than a survivor. When we look at him again, one of the things I absolutely love is to consider how nobody dares to ask him who he is. They don't ask him the minority question. <laughs> who are you? What are you? Where are you really from? He's not invisible either. Even though his identity is now one of in-betweenness, after resurrection, you know, before ascension. He, but he's always been in between, hasn't he? Two worlds, between the genealogies of Mary's womb and the water womb, the Jordan, through which he passed and crossed over. He's always been more than brutality and migration. Here on the shore, Jesus is the elder handing down traditions. Jesus is the melting pot. Jesus is the hyphenated and the ampersand. Jesus is the names we keep. Jesus is the story before and after the water. Jesus is the culture. Jesus is the fish from far away. J Jesus is the woven nets 
and textiles we used to craft our world. Jesus is the stilts above marshlands. Jesus is the break dancer. Jesus is the maroon. Jesus is every miracle at every return. And so, yeah, this is also our fishing story because this fishing story is our movement. And it goes something like this. You know, one of us says, I'm going out to fish, to be sad, to try to remember who I am, to find safety. And all of us say together in solidarity, we'll go out with you so we can be sad together, angry together, so we can remember who we are together. And, and we stay up all night waiting for a miracle, often catching nothing. And in the early morning, we meet God with us, shrimp dancing on the shore. And Jesus breaks the ground, breaks the earth, breaks the ice, all sarcastic-like saying, haven't you any fish? <laughs> and Jesus gives us the nod saying, do it again. I know what just happened. It's happened before, hasn't it? To you, to your grandmothers, and I know what you feel. Notice how all of this is sitting in your body. Take breaks, be with loved ones, remember who you are and from where you come and then celebrate, celebrate all of it. Be creative with it. Throw that net to the other side. Do it for the kiddos, do it for the tomorrows, do it for the culture, do it for yourself, do it for each other, and then have a little something for breakfast too. Grace is cooked over charcoal. Fish and bread too. And we eat breakfast quietly, and we're bolstered to re-engage and after breakfast, we talk it out. We, we talk about love again. Feed my lambs. Mm -hmm. Take care of my lambs. Feed my lambs, Jesus says. And we remember our origin story and our future. How? If I can be rather poetic, <laughs> because love has always had gills. Love has never stopped stomping its feet. Love has always known how to break dance. Uh, love has always weathered the weather. And what does our love look like in this fishing story myth returned to us here today? Love is our collective great hall. 153 miracles we've inherited from our elders and counting. Love is the nets that, that have been handed down to us 
in the traditions, all of the traditions we've, we've learned to craft and love for ourselves. Love is the way they hold steady and strong and never break. Love is the meal we serve, hot or cold. Love is the way we cook and eat and feed. Love is the rising above the marshland. Love is a floating village. And so, yeah, at the heart of it, it's a fishing story. And yeah, today, it's a beautiful myth returning with every tide. And, and at the end of it, it helps us show up helps us become a thriving community built on stilts. Us, dancing over the food we'll use to feed love back to the world. I pray, I believe, I receive. And may it be so. And amen. take time to center ourselves and prepare to practice, if you will, the very thing that the preacher reminded us of in the sermon, the very thing that we practice when we come and gather together in worship, and that is communion together. Reverend Natalie already reminded us that we're not able to partake of food and drink in the sanctuary, and so we will have communion elements for you on your way out after worship. But we will invite those who are able to be with us online to grab whatever elements that they might have so that they also can partake with us too as we are community and a floating village in this space and around the world. So let us center ourselves. Jesus said, all of us who are poor are blessed. The kingdom of God belongs to us. All of us who are hungry are blessed. And it is promised that we will be filled. Jesus said, we are blessed in our weeping. It is promised that we will once again laugh. Our mourning will be turned to joy in the cycle of living, dying, grief, and celebration. Jesus, our rabbi, teacher, preacher, healer, dancer, broke bread with his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. When you eat this bread, you do it or do it remembering me. Do it resisting oppression. Do it and revolutionary love. And he took the cup and shared it with them and said, this, this is the cup of the new covenant, covenant poured out for many. When you drink this cup, do so remembering me. Do it 
resisting injustice. Do it in the hope of healing. Do it in revolutionary love. And so we, in this sacred and symbolic act, commune together in this space and online. And in doing so, we also lift up a prayer. Saying, our God, we give you thanks for these gifts. We give you thanks for the grace that is cooked over charcoal and for the bread and the wine also. We give you thanks for the traditions you have passed down to us, for the truths about ourselves that you have made known to us, for the ways you have invited us to come to this table as our full selves, celebrated, loved, encouraged, supported. Help us, God, in this time to remember you and all of the wonderful gifts that you have given. Amen. Amen. Hello, Middle Church. Hello. <laughs> Middle Church here in person and Middle Church everywhere in the world. Hello. I am here to invite you to join this movement. My name is Melanie Hope, and I joined Middle Church in June of 2003. And I looked up in my files to find my little certificate, which I cherish to this day to check that date. And I am forever grateful to my good friend, Bill Wright, who initially invited me to come to Middle way back in the late 90s, I think it was. And it took me still a couple of years to actually join. But I'm here today to invite you to join. If you're here in person and haven't joined yet or watching online and haven't joined yet, please join this movement. We heard today in the sermon all that Jesus is. We heard all that love is. And today, just like every day that I have been at Middle in person or watching online, I got a message, I got a word, I got a connection to someone that I needed today in this moment. And I can pretty much guarantee you the same can happen for you, that if you join Middle, you are welcome just as you are. It's really true, just as you are. Walk into the door, and this is your community. It's a community based on love, acceptance, inclusion, and you really are welcome here. Now, you can give, if possible, in, in donations, there are lots of ways to do that on the website, Venmo, all sorts of ways with the QR code, that's the newest way. Give if you can in that way, but you can also give your time, your energy, your other resources, and even if you feel you have nothing to give at this time, even if you feel you don't have a lot, that's also okay you can also become a member of Middle. 
And I just think that's such a beautiful thing because middle is always here. It's always here. We know it's not where we used to be in the sanctuary, but it has been online. It has been open and virtual all of this time. And it's always here for me and it's always here for you. Now, here's some other really good news about joining middle. You don't need to have a special username. You don't need to create another password. I do not want another username. I do not want another password, right? Just you, just be, just fill out your name, your email, click the button and join. Someone will reach out to you and you will become a member. It's very simple. And you don't have to need a special username or handshake or secret code to enter the portal. The portal is open. The portal is always open. So I encourage you to join as you are, just as you are, come as you are, and you will become part of this incredible community, this safe space. Your children, your family, your friends are always welcome. So um, I think that's all I have to say. Oh, one last really great thing about joining Middle is that your membership never expires. You don't have to renew, you don't have to cancel, it's just there, okay? Never expires, it's there. Join, give what you can, give if you have nothing to give, just bring yourself and you will be rewarded. Thank you, amen. Something for something. Some are waiting for answers, others waiting for justice, a power, a food, a money. Wondering, aimlessly searching, hoping to find what they need. Feed my, feed my sheep, feed my, feed my sheep. Jesus said, Feed my, feed my sheep, feed my, feed my sheep. Jesus said, what would it take for one person to help out another, and so on? What would it mean for this world if everyone born had a chance? What would you do to make peace an option? and loved us as we are. Feed my, feed my sheep, feed my, feed my sheep. Jesus said, feed my, feed my sheep, feed my, feed my sheep. Jesus said, come on and take
take the lessons you're learning. Come on and keep those lamps trimmed and burning. Come on, extend your hand to another. Why don't we become sisters and brothers? Come on and take the lessons you're learning. Come on and keep those lamps trimmed and burning. Come on, extend your hand to another. Why don't we become sisters and brothers? Bless these gifts, O oh God, to be used for thy will and purpose as we are trying to bring your kingdom done, come and do your will here on earth as it is in heaven. Um, we want to take care of your people, God. We want to feed your sheep. We want to take care of the lambs. And we know that these resources allow us to do just that. And so bless these gifts, God. Amen. Would you stand and join in the closing hymn, Here I Am, Lord. Use those amazing lungs of yours to sing out, Louise.
making sure we get to work on time, a physician, a nurse, a lover, a friend. You look and you say, is that Jesus? Yes, at work in the world, everywhere, all the time. And because we love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, we, we've been invited to feed the people, feed God's people with love, with food, with health care, with clean water, with justice. Let's be Let's be who people recognize as the Christ. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 